Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. One of my personal favorites and really a show favorite as well, when I always get really good feedback every time he's on, Michael Neuenswander is on the program, and uh, his company is uh, Outlook Wealth Advisors. Outlookwealth.com is their uh, website, and uh, Michael always love having you on the program. On the program, I, I really uh, value so much what you bring and the perspective you bring. Any long-term listener of the show knows it's not unusual for us to have uh, Fortune 500 CEOs talk about business, the billionaires, many billionaires we've had on, uh, personalities from Fox Business, CNBC. Uh, we talked to some of the best minds in business, but I put you in that lot, and among my favorite, because of the fact that you're so real-world in approach. There's questions I can ask you that you navigate so well that, frankly, my, my friends in some of the major media and business have a really difficult time with, which makes me chagrin a little bit. And so always love having you on, and I really love your unique approach, that it is a truly holistic approach uh, where we live in a culture that even some uh, substantial firms uh, seem to have uh, agendas or seem to have uh, items that they heavily like to push when uh, really they should be dealing with the whole financial person which is what you guys specialize in. So I, I don't like a lot of hyperbole, but I do like to mention that in context of you guys. Well, I always appreciate it, Kevin, and always a pleasure to uh, to be on the show. And yep, that's uh, where the rubber meets the road, as as we've said before. You know, how do you how do you take those big concepts or a lot of what people hear in the news and you know boil it down? And says how does it how does it apply for you, and uh, and how do you make good financial decisions based on that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and by the way, the uh, website again, outlookwealth.com. Want to jump into a topic? I love how you just mentioned the fact that how the news matters to you, the investor. Uh, very interesting what's going on. Uh, I w- I really thought first of all, there's a side of me, and I think what I've concluded, the psychotherapist inside of me who's been evaluating me, has I've concluded that I just want the interest rate increases to stop. Uh, when I look at the big numbers, uh, you know, from a macro perspective, there's plenty of reason for Jerome Howell and the Fed to be nervous and uh, can continue to leave that tool on the table. The instant it's off the table, it'll be challenged by market behavior. You know, uh, you know, because there's a bunch of people who will respond negatively to them to say, "Oh no, we're going back to lowering rates." That there's a whole other group that will respond negative to the lead to that as they would to the news of an increase. Uh, it won't be as big of a group, but that group's out there because they want, and and I believe the Fed wants this under control. And so, but I will tell you, we just had an increase, and there's a sense that there's going to be another increase. And the media is the only one who's really beating that drum, although Jerome Powell said that that's possible. Um, just give me your reflections or thoughts on the whole dynamic. Yeah, so, I mean, the the Fed, once again, is, is trying to convey, particularly Powell with just the, the finishing up the meeting there last week, and, you know, trying to convey that they're really going to just look at the data and let the data, you know, decide. Um, 
Well, the troubling part about some of that is obviously there's still a lot more that has to come out. You know, here over the next you know approximately three weeks between they have, before they have their September meeting. But you know, when people dig into the numbers of last month's, you know, it says okay, officially you know the the inflation number was at three percent. But you know, when you take out you know some of the uh, call it the more uh, rapidly moving things, food and food and and gasoline, you know, fuel, uh, really that number was still closer to four, and so. That's sort of what causes concern. That's what the the news is sort of jumping on to say, well, at at four percent, you know, that's a long way off from where the Fed said they wanted it to be two, and so we still got a ways to go. Um, and obviously, the primary tool that they've been using, or at least the most public tool, has been uh, driving the interest rates, changing the rates up. Uh, but you're right. I mean, as a, as a consumer, you know, even in the financial markets, we're sort of you know, when is this going to stop? You know, we've consistently had rate increases for about the last 18 months at this point, and uh, yeah, hopefully we're getting towards the end, but uh, but admittedly, they're not going to let their foot off until they can see that, you know, that inflation is, you know, consistently or at least, uh, I'll never use the word permanently, but, it, but at, least, uh, at least consistently coming down, you know, closer to the levels they're targeting. Yeah, and so when you play with that word 4%, which kind of sent chills down my spine, by the way, Michael. Um, you know, that number is roughly twice as much as what the Fed would like to see happen before they uh, hit the brakes. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, and that's sort of what gives them fuel, you know, so to speak, to say, well, if we come here to uh, to mid September and they come out of that meeting, and if we're if we're still seeing um, August you know inflation numbers, which obviously we'll still have in a, you know about another week or two, so those will become those will come out before that September meeting. They'll look at a lot of the uh, not just the consumer price index, but obviously the supply side. You know, what are companies having to pay for raw materials, goods, everything else there um, and then of course they keep a check you know, on the uh, on the unemployment figures that's sort of the other part they try to balance and unemployment you know has has remained remarkably you know low even though they've been raising rates trying to slow the economy now there's other things we see about the consumer you know that uh, you know credit card debt is you know back up you know repos on automobiles are headed back up so the consumer's beginning to feel some strain, you know, that's for sure. And so, uh, but as of yet, no cracks. And so those are the things that maybe, you know, give them the uh, ammunition to uh, to potentially raise it one more time, you know, here in a few more weeks. So as someone who's, you know, really actually works with people uh, when it comes to navigating these type of things as a financial advisor, uh, which is, frankly, you know, again, all, all my guests – I consider all my guests, particularly in the financial space, that's what this show is is primarily about. I talk about other things, but all my guests are among the best and the brightest. But you bring that advantage of, of technical as well as strategic uh, into the mix. So talk from a tactical perspective how you're navigating this with your clients. Yeah, so there's there's a few things that I you know we don't want to assume too much, but every everybody should be aware of from very the very basics. You know, we shared this at a big client event you know last month. And bottom line is, if we just look at cash before we even look at investments, you know, cash should be paying you at least four percent. And so I throw that out there for any listeners that says, well, if you've got a big big amount of money still sitting in your big bank or big credit union, and they're not paying you at least four percent on that savings, you know, kind of money. Um, well, unfortunately, I can say sort of shame on you, but in that sense, we'll get with a get with a professional, look around, um, 
because while rates are up, you know, there is sort of a silver lining. You know, it says, well, if mortgage rates are at seven and a half, you know, auto loans are at six. To put that a little in perspective, well, when rates were zero, you know, an auto loan of three was was or two was pretty good. Well, if you could be earning four, four and a half on your money, well, then six and a half is about where an auto loan should be. So the bottom line is you got to be proactive you know, with your money. The big banks are not voluntarily paying you, you know, four to four and a half percent. means you may need to change banks or at least change your savings. You know, so that's the first step. At least make sure your cash is working. Money markets are all paying above five and are pretty close to it. Um, then you can look at CDs, but I'll throw out a word of caution there, just as we've been talking about rates going up potentially next month. Uh, maybe you don't want to go buy a CD today. Maybe maybe hold off a little bit longer and uh, get a rate increase potentially in September. But ultimately, you know, most people, as you sort of mentioned, uh, fast forward another year, 18 months, and most people believe the rates will be coming down. So there'll be an opportunity. It makes sense to start locking things in. Say, well, can I get a CD that guarantees it for a year or two years or even things called a fixed annuity, a fixed account that'll guarantee it three to five years? So we may not quite be at that point yet, but it's it's coming. All right. Yeah. Talk about uh, what your sense is. You know, you, you, you dabble just now a little bit in the crystal ball, and you have a lot of experience in this particular space. Uh, you've been doing this for years, it says your firm. Uh, what's, your, what's your gut telling you? Um, well, yeah, I always have the caveat. The short-term crystal ball is always a little cloudy, but if, but it, looking at the data, looking at sort of what the Fed, you know, has been saying, uh, I think we are going to get, you know, one more rate increase. You know, if we're, I say, if we're lucky, let's suppose they pause. You know, they don't do a rate increase. All that really does is it kicks it down the road, you know, another month or two. So they had kind of looking at their projections all throughout the year. You know, they had expected to do at least one more rate increase versus what they've already done. And I think they're going to hold true to that, you know, unless the data really comes in with the end of end of August numbers and then early September between um, unemployment figures and between, you know, core CPI, core inflation numbers. Unless those dramatically change from where they are, I think we need to expect you know, another rate increase. Yeah, I think you're right. And the reality is, is that uh, no matter what, you're waiting a while for a drop. Even if they said, yeah, we're not going to do it right now, it's going to be a while before they drop. They've they got to make sure this economy is cool. And uh, there's been so much changes in, employ- uh, you know, in unemployment, including how it's reported that uh, a lot of this is distorted, in my opinion, frankly. Um, we saw some of this during the Obama administration where they, you know, cha- changed everything from government spending to uh, how it's measured. Uh, all of it designed to make unemployment look better than it, it, it uh, actually is. And, you know, well, one of, the, one of the negatives of that is the perception that the economy is hotter than it probably is. Because um, so much is focused just on that one issue, uh, but you know, again, you know, to be fair, um, I don't see a lot of the calming in, in pricing and anything outside of groceries. I'm shocked at what I'm still paying for gas, for example, in Texas. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely gone back up over the summer. And you mentioned the other hotwood gro- groceries. Seems like they're they're only on a one way movement. You know, and and that 
and that's a good point. When they talk about inflation coming down, that doesn't mean things get cheaper. It just means it doesn't go up as quickly. And that's the other lesson, you know, people holding out or thinking, well, you know, eventually we're going to get back to, you know, 2019 prices. Probably oh. not. That's not, <laughs> that's not the way. That's not the way inflation works. <laughs> so, yeah, if we do, we might be looking at a depression. <laughs> yeah, from, yeah, which from is from 1930 going forward. You know, October 29 for uh, 15 years. Uh, oh yeah, prices has plummeted, <laughs> but don't yeah. have money to buy anything. And Good so uh, we don't want deflation any more than we want inflation, and that's deflation would be required, I think, for 2019 prices. So, yes, yes, it sure is a balancing act. Uh, I think it's uh, difficult to watch. I'm glad we have someone like yourself available to help us watch it. Always love talking to you. Uh, Michael Newtwater, he is again with OutlookWealth.com. Look forward to our next chat. Always a pleasure, Kevin. Thank you. I'm Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business. Stay tuned for more after this.